Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of the World the World Cup 2022 from Qatar. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me again this evening, the one and only Earl Nieto. Earl, uh, I don't know about you, man, but today was a fantastic day of football. And uh, I, you were up, at, like, you were texting us at like 3.30 this morning. So yeah, I, know. I, I take it that means that you were up at 3 a.m. For, uh, for the Saudi Arabia match. Yeah, I don't even know why I was up at three in the morning. Um, I could have been doing something better, like sleeping, but but I wasn't. So I decided, eh, let's watch a match. I mean, I'm gonna be on air tonight, so might as well know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's always good. Good to know that you came prepared today. And I got to, I did not wake up at, at three a.m. I set my alarm this morning, and then I got up. Next thing I knew, my alarm had gone off, and it was an hour and a half later. So. I missed I missed the 3 a.m. match. I missed the, missed the first half of the 6 a.m. match, but I got in, watched everything this uh, today, watched the 9 and 12, and then went back and watched the replay of the Saudi Arabia match. And I got to say, it's being touted as one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. And it honestly, it, at the end of it, it felt like it. But yeah, it watching did. that, I mean, I don't know about you. Like I watched that, you know, watching back that, that, Argentina match 10 minutes in, you know, Messi gets the PK converts. Argentina looks really strong early. And then the momentum just shifted entirely. And and really. So what shifted that momentum was that stupid ref. um, That line judge on the side, he was not good. We'll put it at that. Um, Some of those offside calls that he did call were questionable at best um there was one where martinez took off on a run um well he did like some juke move where he faked going backwards and then started going forward and was called offside on that even though he was nowhere near offside Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i mean that line judge did play a very big part in the momentum shift because like you said i mean argentina gets a pk 10 minutes in um and just the rest of the first half at least argentina looked deadly they were constantly looking to score constantly making a run somewheres um towards towards their towards the goal um they're constantly looking to score and every time that they did and every time that they would score they were offside <laughs> yeah i think it was three times there in the first half that uh yeah uh the argentina had three goals called back due to the, the offside flag going up and and then there was know, one that martinez actually scored and they left the score and then like four minutes later the ref comes back in with var and says oh no that was not a goal mm-hmm yeah, again, I believe that one there as well wasn't uh, due to an offside call. And, you know, it's as someone who referees, as someone who's a fan, someone that covers a sport, like I get it. I get the frustration. Like I, I've, I'm part of like some referee groups over on Facebook and there are people questioning these referees, these referee decisions. I'm like, okay, are you a FIFA referee at the World Cup? And, you know, people still, obviously, you know, you're welcome to disagree with the referee and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I have to say, I, I think aside from some questionable cards, I think the refereeing has been pretty spot on 
I think, you know, yeah. the VARs and the reviews, even the instant decisions have been pretty well handled. Yeah, and it's, like I said, they have been pretty well handled. But like I texted guys this morning, that that side, uh, side official, he definitely needed some protection leaving the stadium this morning or <laughs> last night, wherever, whatever time Qatar was playing, uh, whatever time it is in Qatar. Um, because between the offside calls on Messi and the offside calls on Martinez, I mean, you would think they were brother and sister just messing around at that point. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just looking at the time difference. There's a, there's a ten hour time difference between us and uh, us and Qatar. Us and Qatar. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things. Like, yeah, I I think most people, us included, expected Argentina to just walk in and walk all over Saudi Arabia, and you could see the frustration getting to the Argentine uh, team, and it was just like I don't know. Saudi Arabia looked better for a lot of that, and it's weird to say that looking at the stats. You know, they were completely dominated in possession, completely dominated in shots, but you know, they made the most of theirs. And both of those goals are, were well-worked, were great shots. And the second one even you know, took a deflection off the keeper's hand. And so, you know, hats off to, to Saudi Arabia. Like, nobody saw this coming. Yeah, that second shot that went in, that was, that was crazy. I did not expect that. I mean, he was at the edge of the box and just took a shot for his life and said, eh, let's, let's try this one. Why not? And... Like you said, it bounced off the keeper's hand, and then it went in. Yeah. That shot shouldn't have went in. I mean, you're shooting around three different people, bouncing off a keeper's hand, and then it falls in. No way does that shot go in again. Yeah, a difficult angle, you know, defender in front. The keeper made a, made a great reach, but, yeah, just couldn't get a handle on it, couldn't deflect, uh, get enough on it to deflect it, you know, over the goal. And so... Yeah, at that point, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia is up 2-1. And, I mean, defensively, they just com- – they look almost impenetrable at times. Yeah, that Saudi uh, that Saudi keeper, as soon as they went up 2-1, it was a completely different keeper. Yeah. Like, he showed up to actually hold the lead for sure. There was some stops that was like, okay. Yeah, especially there towards the end, those two leaping saves that he made. Like, yeah. Incredible, just absolutely incredible effort by him. And you know, Saudi Arabia leads, you know, uh, Group C, I think it is. Yeah, Group yeah. C. Um, Poland and Mexico, you know, sit second and third, and Argentina sits uh, fourth. I mean, you know, I the pundits over on the you know, Fox Sports talked about Argentina. You know, is this a wake up call? Are they in trouble? You know, some Alexi Lalas, of course, you know, seems to think it's a wake up call for Argentina. Um, and that they're going to get their act together. And Argentina, obviously, one of the favorites to win. I mean, do you think that this was? Do you think this is this is a needed wake up call for them, or do you think that 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 they're you know kind of in trouble here? No, I don't think they're in trouble. I think they underestimated Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, and Saudi Arabia came and showed them. Look. You can't underestimate anyone in any kind of tournament. I mean, you can go back to March Madness where you have 16 seeds beating number one seeds. It happens in every sport to where there's always some kind of upset. So thankfully, this is only still the group stage, so it doesn't really hurt as much. 
But yeah, it's definitely a eye opener for Argentina because now they will probably go to every match now, not underestimating, especially because they were the favorites to win that group. Mm-hmm. So now they they're going into every match not underestimating anyone and not taking any uh, any team that they play now for for granted at, at least. Um, but yeah, so I mean. Do I think Argentina is done? No, I think this one was just like a oh, that's a gut punch for sure. Like I we did not expect that. We didn't expect Saudi Arabia of all teams to come in and score two on us. Um and hold us to one goal in 80 something minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up being uh I don't know, a hundred and hundred like thirteen minutes or something total played in that in that match. Like yeah. Just insane. Um, but I mean, it, it's, I mean, they've got two matches against the very tough, you know, Mexico and Poland side um, who played each other today. And we'll go ahead and talk about that since they're the same group. And uh, this was interesting. You know, Tata Martinez, um, uh, Tata Martino, Mar- Tata Martino. Martino, Martino, I should say, you know, uh, El Tri has not been playing well. They really haven't. Uh, they've had a tough qualifying season. They did, of course, you know, make it obviously. And they went up against the Poland side, you know, featuring you know Robert Lewandowski up top, and uh, you know this Mexico to me looked the better side in this for a lot of it, but they just could not convert anything. They could not take advantage of of the opportunities. And and uh, do you think that speaks more to to Poland, or do you think that speaks to the issues that El Tri came came in uh, experiencing in uh, in their lead up to the World Cup? Poland came to play. Um, they they definitely looked good. I mean, everything that Mexico threw at them, they had some kind of counter. Um, Mexico did have a couple of rough breaks to where they had an open shot and he bounced it off the top of the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Mexico did have a couple of rough breaks. And you said it before. I mean, they haven't been the same Mexico team that we're used to seeing. I mean, we watched them in the CONCACAF uh, League lose to the U.S. twice. Um, maybe three times. I want to say twice. Uh, I just, I just know in their last five, Mexico was, you know, one, oh, and four or yeah. sorry, one, one, uh, two, one, and two. I, I apologize. Two, one, and two in their last five. So yeah. And really the only club that they really looked good against was Iraq, but yeah, I mean, I, and they actually just played Poland a few weeks ago or no, yeah. I apologize. They just played Poland. Uh, so uh, yeah, form. The way Poland showed up to play, to, uh, they showed up to definitely play Mexico for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might have been their Super Bowl because that might as well been their Super Bowl because they definitely, the entire team stood on their head and didn't let anything happen. I mean, every time Mexico would get on a run, Poland would step up and shut that down. And then the goals, I mean, obviously the soccer gods did not want Mexico to score last night or this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, you have an open shot, keepers laying down, and it bounces off the top. Yeah, so I mean, it's tough, and you know, you've got uh, against a side like uh, like Poland. I mean, they obviously have talent there, but you know, looking at these two teams, I mean, Lewandowski aside, I felt like Mexico was easily the stronger team, but yeah, they just they couldn't convert and. You know, going forward, you know, they still have to play against the Saudi Arabia, who proved themselves today against Argentina. They've got Argentina, obviously, and you know, it's just 
I think at this point, I'm not saying, I don't even know that Argentina's favored at this point to come out of the group. I mean, if you look at the performances today, I mean, who do you think comes out? Is Argentina still your favorite to come out of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Argentina is. Um, only because, I mean, you look at Saudi Arabia, who, yeah, they beat Argentina um, somehow. They pulled mm-hmm. some magic out of their pocket and made it work. Then you have Poland and Mexico, who played like burning dog poop this morning. I mean, both teams, 0-0 for both. I mean, I would still say uh, Argentina does come out of this. Um, and they're still my favorite to win the group. Who do you, who gets that second spot for you then? I would love to say uh, Saudi Arabia. You think so? You think they end up with more points than either Mexico or Poland? Yeah. I mean, at this point, they already have it. So if it were to end right now, I mean, <clears throat> you're looking at Saudi Arabia and Argentina. Yeah. Uh, no, at, well, at this moment, based on, I think, fair play, it would be uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Poland. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think this group now is wide open. I mean... Each of these matches is going to be tough. I, I still think Argentina is the best all-around club in the in this group, but I mean Mexico and Poland could both beat up on on Saudi Arabia potentially, and you know it, it's going to come down to how they play against Argentina. Yeah, and really, it's really what it's going to come down to is how does Saudi Arabia react to win to this mm-hmm. win? Do they accept this as the win? of the tournament for them, or do they take it as, Hey, this was a must win for us. Let's go have another one and another one. Um, are they going to take it one match at a time? Or are they going to dwell on this one win that they got on a stronger Argentina team and kind of have a hangover the rest of the rest of the tournament? Yeah, that's the important question. I mean, obviously again, one of the, one of the biggest, upsets uh if not the biggest upset in world cup history um you know how yeah how do they respond on saturday you know do they come out flat do they you know gather that momentum and say hey we we do belong here you know i mean obviously they were good enough to get through the qualifying to to reach this point but you know to come out and show up like the way they did against the number three ranked team in the world like it's just absolutely insane so who knows what happens with this group going forward uh, two more matches remain for each one. They'll be back in action on Saturday. Uh, moving on to Group D, uh, the second match of the day, I believe this was the, the 6 a.m., the Denmark-Tunisia match. Um, okay, I missed the first part of the first half as I went back and watched it later on. Uh, really not a whole lot here. I mean, I think one of the biggest talking points out of this, Christian Eriksen made his return um, after his health issues uh, I believe last year. He returned. Casper uh, Schmeichel had a pretty good match. Um, you know, I I expected Denmark to win this one, but they just couldn't. They couldn't do anything. I felt like they they gave up a little too much to Tunisia in terms of uh, possession. Um, but I mean, watching this one, what did you take away from from this? Was this Denmark playing down, or did Tunisia again? You know, obviously they didn't they didn't get the win, but they they stood up. And they walked away with a nil nil draw. You know, was this Tunisia playing up? No, I think it was Denmark playing down. I mean, Denmark is one of the stronger, if not the strongest team in this group. No, they're not the strongest team in this group because we know who the strongest team is. 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be a team that wins the whole damn thing. Um, <laughs> so, no, Denmark definitely played down. It's one of the, it's another case of it's a weaker team. Let's not throw everything we have at them. Mm-hmm. Let's just get let's just get some miles under our legs real quick, and then move on to the next move on to the next match, um, which is going to be a stronger team. Obviously, Tunisia is not really a soccer dominant team. A soccer dominant team, um, and if they are, I mean, I don't know what they have dominated because I don't know about Tunisia until now, um, <laughs> well, until this morning. But yeah, so definitely Denmark played down a lot to them because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, probably because of the lesser team. Let's not throw our let's not throw the entire hat into the ring right now. Let's just take off a feather and throw it in there real quick. Um, let's just get some warm up. And essentially that's what they use it as was a warm up for this coming week. But it's it's becoming very, very obvious. That if you play down to a lesser team, you're going to be made a fool. I mean, obviously, we talk about Argentina who played down to played down to Saudi Arabia and got spanked on it because of got spanked because of it. And then now with with Denmark playing down to Tunisia, I mean, they got a black eye because of it because they walk out with the zero zero with the zero zero draw. Yeah, you, speaking about Tunisia, Tunisia, I was looking up their ranking. They are the thirtieth uh, ranked club men's men's national team, according to FIFA. Uh, Saudi Arabia is the thirty first or fifty first. I apologize, and Denmark is the tenth ranked club. So, yeah, it was it was a weird match to watch. Like Denmark, just as much as they controlled the possession, they just they couldn't enforce their will upon uh, Tunisia. From what I watched. Um, and there just wasn't enough there in the final third to really uh, solidify the the chances that they did have. So, um, you know, Denmark, I think is still, to me, I still think they're going to come out of this group, um, but it's going to be tough. It, it's going to be tough because because when you look at France and Australia. Australia jumped out to an early lead today and then France came storming back. And, you know, you you had to wonder this to me was, while it was going to be interesting to watch, it was more interesting to watch from from the perspective of how many goals will France score? I certainly was not expecting them to, to to go behind early. Um, When Australia got that early goal and seemed to have a bit of that momentum early on, like what was your reaction to that? I wasn't worried at all. I mean, okay. Yeah, Australia scored first in what the first 13 minutes or something like that. Uh, double checking, but I believe ninth minute. Yeah. Ninth minute. Yeah. I knew it was super stupid early. Um, I wasn't worried at all. I mean, it's France. You have Mbappe. You have literally everyone in the freaking world on the France team right now. Um, it's literally a FIFA ultimate team just there. So I'm actually, (laughs) I'm actually disappointed in France though. So yeah, they gave up the one goal. I figured that would have pissed them off and they obviously would come back and score. I figured that part out right away. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's that 
simple case of, oh, you hit me first. Now I'm a self-defend. Um, but they only did four. Do you think that that's, do you think that was a little bit low for this? Or did you think that that was in fair for how they played? No, that was super low. I mean, okay. I was expecting five or six. Mm-hmm. Because it's uh it's France going against a lesser Australian team. Um France obviously being the World Cup champions right now, holding from the prior. Um yeah, I definitely expected a lot more than four for sure. Yeah, it was um it was it was an interesting performance. I mean, obviously you know, they, again, they got punched in the mouth early on and then they came back, you know, Olivia, uh, Olivia Giroud got a, got a brace and Bappe got a goal. Uh, so, I mean, they, they really turned it on after, you know, after Australia came out, Australia even had a chance to add a second there fairly early on as well. And, you know, I just, France just, France is France. You know, they yeah. are clearly. And Bappe didn't have a good game, a good match either. I mean, he. Yeah. He had very clear shots that he could have took, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And the ones that he did take, I mean, he he butchered the easy ones, and then made that made that one that was a little difficult. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. France France obviously created a number of opportunities. They put themselves in position to to score, and you know, I mean, they showed clearly why are why they are the the fourth ranked club in the world, and and. Uh, extremely talented um extremely talented side like I, I i don't see them struggling at all to come out of this group i mean watching denmark and tunisia today like i don't see either of them truly threatening france um here in the group stage so i mean it's going to come down to that that race for second um so is there anything that you saw from these two matches today that that, that points to who you think is coming out of group d alongside france not really. I mean, I was saying Denmark, mm-hmm. um, but the way Denmark played against Tunisia didn't really didn't really impress me. So I actually couldn't tell you who's going to come out of this group at second place. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to be Denmark. Um, I don't think Australia has enough, and I certainly don't think it's going to be Tunisia. Um I, you know, Tunisia just, they're going to get slaughtered by France. Um, and then I don't see the, you know, I don't see them doing anything against Australia, maybe picking up a point. Um, but I, I, I really lean towards Denmark being the, the two, the number two coming out of this spot here. So, um, I think if France gets the six on Saturday, they may, uh, you know, rest a couple of guys, um, in the third, in the third match, but you know, it's, I, I feel like this group here is weak enough that, you know, France could do that and, and walk away. So, and really, it all depends on. So, I think right now, France has their eyes on Denmark because mm-hmm. obviously that's the second best team in this group. Right. Um, so, it all depends if Denmark can somehow muster up three points on Saturday, I think is when they play, right? Yeah, France plays Denmark on Saturday. Oh, so France plays Denmark, so never yeah. mind. 
yeah if, they, if, if tunisia out. is their is their closer then yeah <laughs> if france picks up the win against denmark on saturday then i'm fairly certain you're gonna see some guys rested against tunisia yeah so um but yeah i mean in all in all a pretty entertaining day uh, of football um you know france gets a 4-1 win over australia um uh poland nil nil with mexico denmark tunisia nil nil and saudi arabia obviously big upset so far uh 2-1 win over argentina uh looking ahead to tomorrow groups f e and f uh, hit the pitch for the first time uh 3 a.m morocco host croatia earl are you getting up for this one not a chance. Not a chance. Okay. I didn't think so. I'll probably be watching this one tomorrow evening, hopefully, hopefully on a plane. But uh, then 6 a.m. match versus Germany and Japan. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one here? That one's going to be interesting because how is Japan going to play Germany? Um, Germany is a very strong defensive team. Mm-hmm. So how is Japan, who doesn't really have any big names, going to go against Germany. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I, I don't know too much about the Japanese side. I'm going to, have to do some reading up on them this evening, but yeah, that, that one's going to be tough. Um, I think this is one that Germany goes into and handles quite well or handles easily. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that one. Um, nine, nine AM mountain time, Spain versus Costa Rica. Uh, another interesting matchup here, Costa Rica, of course, we see in CONCACAF all the time. Uh, one of the tougher outs from CONCACAF, but Spain, obviously, they are a very talented side. Um, any plan? Are you going to watch this one or are you going to wait for the Belgium-Canada match at noon? So I'm actually probably not going to watch anything tomorrow. It okay. all depends on depends on what's going on. I know I'm driving tomorrow to Dallas, mm-hmm. so I might have time to watch it. It all okay. depends on what on what actually happens. I, I could be doing work. I could not be taking a nap because that doesn't happen in cars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. If I can watch it, obviously I will. Um, I think I proved that this morning that I'm willing to watch some kind of soccer. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm going to – I'm definitely saying uh, – uh, Morocco, Costa and Croatia. I'm going to watch that later in the day. Um, hopefully, hopefully on a plane. Um, but the one that, that really stands out to me, Belgium and Canada, Canada, Canada did really well in world cup qualifying this year. Um, and they're going up a, an extremely talented Belgian side. Uh, Belgium, obviously one of the, one of the top rated clubs uh, in the world. They're ranked number two. Currently Canada is sitting. Uh, where's Canada? I'm looking for them 41st, which I think is a little bit low for Canada um, considering who's above them. But uh, I think this is going to be a really interesting one. Um, any thoughts on that? Any predictions? No, I mean, I fully expect Belgium to walk out of this group undefeated is where I'm at. I don't think that they, I don't think that they pick up some kind of loss or do anything like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I easily expect Canada to, or Belgium to walk out of this one. Belgium, Canada is going to be an interesting match. Um, 
I think this is one that, that Belgium should win, but it would not surprise me if, if Canada pushed them a bit. Um, yeah, I fully expect Canada to come out and play. I mean, they, they did, like you said, they did great in qualifying. They did great in the CONCACAF league. Um, did they play CONCACAF? Canada? Yeah. Yeah, they did. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, had a brain fart, brain stroke for a couple seconds there. Um, but yeah, they've played great. So, I mean, they are definitely my pick to walk out second out of this group. Mm-hmm. But I fully expect Belgium to, like I said, go undefeated in this group just because it's Belgium and they, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, with guys like uh, Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Romelu Lukaku, like it's just Belgium's an incredibly talented club. Um uh, but yeah, Canada won their won their group and and uh, round one of Concacaf qualifying, and they actually finished top of the table uh, after round three. So, yeah, Canada did, did quite well in in qualifying. So, um, should be a, another set of good matches tomorrow. A lot of uh, interesting things to to watch for. So, um, Earl, thank you again for joining us this evening, and uh, we will be back again tomorrow with your groups E and F. Uh, first match recap. So until next time, somos amigos.